Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one, let's jam! Hi, everybody out there. Welcome to another session of Brokeback Bebop. We're here, Zach and Steven, coming at you to talk about another episode of Cowboy Bebop. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm uh, broadcasting from a satellite just outside Earth's orbit. Yes, like every episode of this podcast, we use lasers to carve it into the crust of the <laughs> Earth so that it can always remain. Imagine, like... A big record player, but it's uh-huh. like the size of the Earth, and, and we are we are essentially scratching of a record. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's what you're hearing right scratching now. So welcome right away at it, <laughs> like a cat at the foot of your grandmother's chair. So what's up? How are you doing today? Ready how to doing, talk buddy? about some space travel? I I'm, I'm so you, excited. Why did I ask you how you are? And you're like, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, how are you? <laughs> Are you hiding something? I am hiding something, Zach. Okay. I secretly, mm-hmm. um, I know that this can be hard for you to believe, I even though we've it. met in person several times yeah. and knew each other in person far before many the, years. Yeah. The, the sphere of this podcast. I am a seven-foot-tall former basketball player who is also three years old and a hacking genius. So. And a drag queen? Yes. Who's had one of those operations? You know. <laughs> not going to say which one. No, I, I believe that. Yeah, I believe all that. All I've, that I've tracks. met you many times, and that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> so before we get in the episode, I wanted to talk for a second about how growing up, I feel like we it was instilled in because we were that generation that kind of remembers what it was like to not have the internet mm-hmm. and like smartphones and stuff all the time, but also like the first generation that always had it around and is pretty well versed in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we still remember the dial-up days. There were days when we didn't have a cell phone or we mm-hmm. didn't like we had to do something not online to figure something yeah. out. Yeah. But not much. We've had it around most of the time. And I feel like it was always instilled on us that hacking was this big thing to be afraid of, that it's going to happen all the time. Does it really? That's still instilled in me, Zach, because my literal work software, like the Uh web license or something expired. Uh And so Google Chrome was like, you cannot go to this website. You are a danger of an attack. And I was like, what website were you trying to get on? My literal like work schedule website that we use to like handle everything. Like it takes payments. It's like, don't take payments on a web. Don't enter your credit card information. I'm like, everyone's credit card information is here. (laughs) What is hacking actually though? Because it's not the way that it's portrayed here or in most children's entertainment where like everything on the screen starts manipulating and moving around and stuff it's more of a way to like peep through people's stuff with that right yeah i think uh, from what i my experience 
We've been taught to be scared of it, but we sure haven't been taught what it is. No, and I don't think that we have a realistic vision of it. Like, it's not always, like, live free or die hard where there's some guy in a basement dungeon who's trying to take over, like, the (laughs) the nuke codes. Or, or like, Neo in the beginning of The Matrix just typing green code. (laughs) I feel like it's mostly identity theft is all it is. It's somebody using my Ubisoft account. Like, it's not like anyone... Is like literally taking over your computer. It's someone like finding out enough information to find out the rest of your information. Yeah. Because everybody puts everything online. It's true. Well, I guess, uh, I don't know. Have you ever been hacked? Have you ever been scared of being hacked? Now, I'm not. You know what the only hacking that goes on? Zach, let's let's okay. let's be real for a minute. It's okay. these goddamn people who uh-huh. are on Instagram. All uh-huh. of a sudden, they're posting things in their story about how bit mining got them a thousand dollars. Okay, so we've talked about this, maybe not on podcast, but a lot. That we had a friend, or not really a friend, but someone that we know of. Well, I just had a friend last week. It happened to mm-hmm. them, and I had another friend too. But on their Instagram account. All of a sudden, it was like them sharing DMs about how well uh, cryptocurrency has been going for them and like pictures of themselves. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't real. Like at yeah, the time, it's crazy. We, we were like, how can it not be real? He was in it. He was right there talking you were there. about it. It looked, but those aren't real. And I've now seen other accounts have it happen to them and mm-hmm. it happens like the same way. Yeah, it's crazy. I've also noticed there's the thing that, like, every attractive person that I follow on Instagram has shared, like, uh, people make, like, fake Instagram accounts that are advertising, like, OnlyFans and stuff for people. Yeah, those are fake. I have somebody I know, too, who that happens to. You lose a couple thousand dollars, and you're like, oh, man, (laughs) all of those accounts are fake. Not a single one? Well, maybe this one. One or two. Okay, let's talk about the episode. We're talking about session nine. Yeah. Of Cowboy Bebop, it's jamming with Edward. Yeah, finally, what'd you think about this? I'm so excited that we well, finally we'll have we'll Radical there, Edward we'll now. There. Finally, nine episodes in, we've got the whole main posse. It feels, it's very strange for a TV show to be this far into it, and there's only 26 episodes or whatever, and it took us this long to get to meet all the main characters. Yeah. It's weird, um, isn't it? This episode was storyboarded by Shinichiro Watanabe. It was directed by Ikuro Sato, and it was written by, how do you pronounce D-A-I? D-A-I? Yeah. Dai. Dai Sato wrote the episode. In Japan, it first aired May 1st, 1998, and in the U.S. on October 1st, 2001. And yeah, I do like this episode. I was a little bit nervous of if I was going to like the Ed character or not, Mm -hmm. mainly because the only thing I had seen of that character was a little clip of the live-action Ed. And I saw that and thought, yikes. Yeah. And I knew that in anime, characters like that are more prevalent and can be played off in a way that makes more sense. I still had the feeling that maybe I wasn't going to be that into it, Mm -hmm. but it didn't bother me. If anything, I'm happy that there's a little bit of levity in this episode. There's a little bit of humor. I think that's good for the show. I think it made for like a quicker paced episode. Sure. And I think Ed helps with that going forward, Yeah, I agree. If anything, the voice acting gets a little bit on my nerves sometimes. Yeah, the Ed voice actor or actress is the one who I think is the biggest disparity between the Japanese and the English. Just I think that the other voices are a little stronger. Like Spikes is obviously super strong, maybe better than the Japanese. Same thing with Jet. Faye is pretty in line with the Japanese one, but I'd say Ed's is not even more childlike because Ed still sounds like a child. Because I was going to say what child. makes it different. 
like less i thought for a second while we were watching the episode i had lily look it up i was like certain that the whoever was voice acting ed was the same voice as tommy pickles from rugrats it's not was it it's not it's not because the person who voices Tommy Pickles is does a pretty everything. prevalent voice yeah. actor. Is that Tara Which Strong I still? I'm not. There are a couple of those big names. Was it Tara mm. Strong? That voiced Tommy? Maybe. There's like Debbie Derryberry. I don't yeah. know if you know that voice actor or uh, I don't know. There's all kinds. It, mm-hmm. It's probably Tara Strong. Yeah. But this one isn't. It's a, someone who mainly did anime dubs. Mm-hmm. But I thought it did kind of have a little bit of that. that Chucky, kind of like the sure. I can't do it, but like the back of the throat kind of quality that Tommy's voice has. I feels like I feels yeah. like I feel like Ed's had it a little bit. Mm. Did you write down any trivia? Let's I do, do some have some trivia. trivia. I just have two questions. I have three, so I'll go first. Okay. How old does the old man say that Ed is when they're going through all those people trying to figure out? Hmm. Just three years old. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe someone else said something and that it was older. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Jet Gibbon that is a delicacy on Earth? I'm like picturing it. Steven just straight up closed his eyes and went to sleep. <laughs> for <like 10> seconds. <laughs> I don't know. Fish uh, Pioco is what it's called. Pioco. Those little little treats that they were that that Ayn was eating. That was Ed literally that really liked my second question. Just the way you phrased it, I didn't realize it. How did you phrase it? What does the kid want Jet to buy from him for exchange for the info on Ed? Yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. And I, the way you asked it, I probably wouldn't have gotten <laughs> it either. Um, so we'll go ahead anyway. You've got one more. Um, what is Ed's full name? I'm not going to get it. it. It's like four names. And uh, you do like it? Ed made it up, you know? I remember that part. But well, I, I had four I questions. Okay, well, we're on this one right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Edward Wong Hao Pepelu Tvuski the Fourth. Okay. And then my last question is, who gave Ed no, their still, name? I still, uh, themselves. I thought you only had two questions. Yeah, and I've only asked one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's really easy. What nickname does Ed give the satellite? Impu. Yeah. I like it. All right. Great work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, strap up your your loin. Cloths. Oh, I'm strapped on. <laughs> I got it Harn- strapped on. Make sure your baldos are properly secured. It's a different podcast. People don't know what that is over here. <laughs> oh, they know if they're Just watching. Look it up. It's time to find out through one of my favorite segments that we do here over at is Broke it? Back Bebop. <laughs> is it? Um, we're gonna find out today. Did Zach comprehend? The episode where Zach has 20 seconds to describe to <laughs> us in this great week. detail if he comprehended the episode this week. Period. Period. Uh, I, you know, I named the segment, but I'm just now getting pissed by how uh, uh, what the word comprehend implies. <laughs> Do you not think it's a fair question to ask? I feel like it makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> well, that's why you have a chance right now, Zach, to prove yourself not an idiot. Okay. Prove all those doctors and teachers and policemen wrong. Yeah, so far I haven't done that. <laughs> um, it's really hard for me to get A, B, C through the entire episode by the end of it. Granted, Steven, you've done like 70 of them now, and I've mm-hmm. done like eight. Or yes. whatever. <laughs> <Eight> um, <is. laughs> 
<laughs> and I always feel like I get good details in there, mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to get like through the end, and that's the challenge. So we'll see. I do feel like I have a better chance at getting to the end of this one, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I might leave too much out. So we'll see. Well, we'll see. You know, some sometimes the sun is a kind lover, and sometimes you get burned. So let's see which way I have you orbit around my glow this fine day, Zachary. I'm to the point where I'm just panicking and not listening to you. That's good. All right. You ready? Sure. Three. (laughs) On go, like always. Three, two, one, a go. Mysterious images are being carved into the earth, and the Bebop team is after the bounty, following after a mysterious hacker named Radical Edward, who they end up meeting up with and becoming friends with. Ed has teamed up with the real culprit, a satellite that's been carving out these images, and Ed is willing to help the Bebop team, but wants to save the satellite at the same time. Stop. And oh. That was great, Zach. It wasn't perfect, but okay. You got most of the stuff that I wanted you to. I wanted to get them ending up all together. Yeah, that you didn't get the Ed join the crew, and you didn't necessarily talk too much about the things that they were hearing about Ed beforehand, but that's okay. Sure, sure. I thought that was really good. That was one of your finer performances here. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to give you a strong okay. B plus, Zach. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. That was really good. That almost feels a little overly generous to me. No, I thought that was really good. Tell me I'm good a few more times. Just you're, t- you're, I just good. Hear you're good. You're good. Thank you. Okay, well, you're thanks. good. What yeah. do you think of this episode? Let's hear about it. I like it. Mr. I think Anime. that for an episode whose plot line predominantly is pretty inconsequential to the world, you still get a lot out of it. We get Ed who gets added to the team. You well, know, what do you mean by that? Because we well, I mean added the whole the main satellite character. thing. Sure, isn't you know. But I mean, who's talking about sea rats either? It's true. But I think I love that we get to add Ed. I think Ed is super fun. I think mm-hmm. it. it it adds a lot of whimsy to the show, and we get a little bit more information about the world. There was a pretty mm-hmm. major gate catastrophe that made Earth basically unlivable 50 years the before. moon rocks are raining down. Yeah, so, and that shaped a lot of what the Bebop world looks like and why mm-hmm. Earth is the way it is. We see in like the first episode they go to Tijuana, and it's not the nicest-looking place. And we see them other planets, and like Mars is super nice. We've seen them there. We've seen them at casinos that are super like lush mm-hmm. and lavish. So Earth has become this kind of not so great place anymore do you watch a lot of futurama have you seen much futurama i've seen some futurama it's like how there's old new york and new new york it's like the old new york is still there but it's underground and it looks like run down and ravenous exactly so i think that that's cool that we get to see that like bit of the world building Mm -hmm. i also want to talk a little bit about Faye and ed's relationship and a couple of differences in the dub and sub that i think are worth noting so Faye and Ed form a pretty close relationship throughout the show. Spoilers. Closer than Ed is to Spoilers. other people. But a major part of that is that Faye and Ed, they refer to Faye as like her big sister, her like Onisan. So they in the show, Faye's like, don't worry, your big sister's got you. And they're kind of trying to win Ed over mm-hmm. early on. And they don't do that in the English one because it doesn't like, you don't use the, the phrase like big sis the same way in English. Like if usually... anything, it's the opposite, because in the way that I see this episode, the whole runner is that Faye promises Ed something, mm-hmm. and we don't know what, but it ends up being that they'll take yeah. them along on their journeys, and and at the end of the episode, Faye's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Faye's like trying to cut, and that holds true, 
But at least in the terms of like getting Ed to think that Faye could be trusted, hmm. she starts that, and that kind of stays throughout the show. They form a little bond, and that's that's sweet because Faye doesn't really have a lot of connections with people, so it's nice that the connection with Faye and Ed grows. Let's talk about Ed. Ed's a hacker. Ed is really young. I a uh, really mm-hmm. young character. Like we looked it up, and they're 13. supposed to be thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's their background? Are they from Earth? Ed is, I think, from Earth, lives on Earth right now by themselves. We do learn more about Ed as the show progresses, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to spoil anything Some, there. Some like, background episodes? Cool. But Ed, Ed's a really cool character, I think, who's really interesting, and I have a lot of respect for Ed as a character because I think even at 13 years old, Ed knows exactly who they are, and Ed's here to have fun. Ed but could still have very like, much has, like, that childlike... Yeah. There are two ways to look at the type of character Ed is. One way as like a non-binary, potentially like gender queer type mm-hmm. character. And that probably holds true, but the other thing that I see is just this childlike, like really smart kid, mm-hmm. but that is still in that like sandbox mentality. Yeah. Of, like I can make up my name, I can make up everything. And I, I think there there's both sides of that. Whether Ed like knows who they are, but is still figuring out who they are too. Exactly. And, yeah. And I like that. I think Ed's a super fun character, and I'm really excited that we get to have Ed on the show now because I think that Ed's probably as far opposite from Spike and Jet as they can be, which they're I think young, the show needs because it yeah. never gets dour for me. I'm never like, oh my god, because of how dark it is. But I, this episode is like bouncier and mm-hmm. and a little funnier than any of the other episodes have been. And that's a nice change of pace. And it still has the, the action and all, all, everything else you expect based off of the previous episodes. But it was, yeah. ni- it was a nice kind of breather of an episode. I do feel like it's a little bit light of an episode. You mm-hmm. are right the more that I think about it. It's a good episode, but there isn't really a whole lot to chew off of in it other yeah. than like the new characters and how that changes the dynamic i kind of noticed in this episode the big action sequence at the end of the episode is silent other than sound effects there's no music there's no it. music yeah i thought that was an interesting choice for the show it is it's an interesting choice and i don't know whether that is to represent like how and even though in space they're normally fighting but that satellite has been alone in space for sure. however long you know, alone. without that music and thing. I don't know if it was just because they didn't have a song ready for it or what it well, was. Well, I doubt but... it's that because the show clearly puts so much thought into its mm-hmm. sound and music. You, I'm, I'm sure if it's silent, it's silent for a reason. But it, it might kind of stick be out to kind of contrast because I know we'll talk about the song I really like in a second. But the whole episode kind of is pretty light, like we're saying, and then it kind of very quickly escalates to a life or death laser battle in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they wanted to seem a little more intense by not having music playing yeah. there i always am sad to be deprived of another song by this show but i do want to talk about the ed song the i love I that it up on it i love I, I don't it know if i noticed it that clearly is it a recurring kind yeah, of yeah they play it a bunch cool. in the episode and they play it in the future for some ed stuff but that's like the like ed song and it's super fun it almost sounds kind of rugratsy like, it's very, like, kind of fuzzy sounding and, like, just kind of fun. Like, somebody literally just sat down like, an 80s, like, synthesizer machine and played, like, a thing and then looped it for two minutes. But it's great. A question I had while watching the episode, from the very beginning, Ed is familiar with the Bebop crew and mm-hmm. has been watching them. Why them specifically? What's the interest in their group? I think 
Now, it's my understanding that Ed doesn't know about the Bebop before the stuff with the satellite, but Ed is seeing who's coming after the satellite just because Ed's been tracking it too. And Ed's like, oh, this is a fun group. So Ed probably sitting there goes into all the stuff about them and is like, oh, they've been doing this, this, and this. They're like a group of people. They'd be fun to have like an adventure with. Maybe I'll help them out. And Ed also probably figures out the Bebop's been asking questions specifically about Ed, which piqued their interest too. That's something I like about this episode that Ed has clearly made a name for themselves, mm-hmm. but not a face, you know? Yeah. Everybody has heard stories. Everybody knows the hacking talent. Maybe people have seen the effects of, of what Ed can accomplish, but nobody's actually seems to have seen them or yeah. like really know. What, but everyone sure thinks they know. And I thought that made for a really fun sequence where they're going around asking questions and especially the moment where... It's like right before a commercial break, Jet is like, well, we found out that he's a seven-foot-tall ex-basketball player, guru, uh, drag queen, and then he like slurps the, the food that they have down yeah. or something. I thought the way that the voice actor delivered that made for a really It was really joke. good. Well, what do, uh, what do we need to touch on this one? It's a little bit lighter. Is there anything in this episode that I might forget that I need to remember for future I know. Ones? Most of it was the edge. See what else I wrote down. Yeah, and we get Ed. I like the mystery behind Ed. I think that Ed is still kind of a mysterious character because our original... They're just by themselves in the middle of the planet, like, hacking into everything. And I'm looking forward to, like, getting to see, like, Ed and Ayn interact. Okay. Because they're probably the two smartest people on the ship. (laughs) Because let's not forget, Ayn is, like, the world's smartest dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's something they've definitely sold short so far. We basically yeah. just get little glances of Ayn like being on the ship, not so much springing into action, exactly. as you would say. Yeah, so I think that Ayn and Ed together make a better team than Ayn does solo on hmm. the Bebop. I think it'll also be nice to have a bit more energy balance, like you were saying, with like Ed being a little bit more lighter compared to how... There's been so many Spike episodes, and Spike has such a specific energy. And Spike can be a pretty funny character. He's yeah. definitely not humorless. It makes the show pretty samey from episode to episode so far. Totally. But yeah, this one felt totally out of left field, and Spike is hardly in it. Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see how the energy shift with the Bebop, how you like that, and how that... I'll change. Although next week is not an energy shift. It's a Jet episode. Another backstory episode, which I'm excited yeah. for. I think Jet, he's such a rock in the ship, mm-hmm. and he's so solid, and he's a little bit noncommittal, and it's interesting to be yeah. close. I've seen the episode already. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about it yet, but I, I am excited to dive into that one, because mm-hmm. I think in some ways, I enjoy learning his backstory more than I enjoyed learning Spike's. Sure. But we're still on this one. Let's talk about a couple more things. Yeah. What are some of the funnier moments from this episode? What, which moments make you laugh? My probably favorite, like, funny moment of the episode has got to be when Ed just, like, sees them leaving and is like, all right. So then takes, like, control. <laughs> He'd already, like, hacked into the Bebop and turns them around. And I love, like, the look on Jet, especially his face, because he's like, what the fuck is happening well, to my ship? all of ship? a sudden, their ship is yeah. taken over. <laughs> he was just driving it. Yeah, so they're, like, freaking out. I think that just shows, like, how powerful, I guess, Ed actually is. But also, I don't think Ed is very disdainful or angry i don't think they're even like what the fuck why are they leaving they're it's just kind of like oh too good for me huh (laughs) right right it's like oh i guess they're not coming to get me i'll bring them back it's fine (laughs) (laughs) 
It is funny the ways that they continue to because every episode we meet a new character mm-hmm. and Ed just like Roku Roku. Roku. Yeah. <laughs> and just like Roku last week could have been one of those characters that shows up as this hacker that's important to the mission that they're on and then who leaves at the end of the episode. And so it's interesting the ways that they write these characters to how they end up permanently involved in the show. I think is interesting. Imagine watching this show, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing that Ed becomes a permanent fixture on the Bebop. Really your only clue is the quick tiny glimpses of ed in the theme song exactly which if you don't know the character even see it's it's really quick it's easy to miss yeah and i think the first time i watched this i hadn't put too much thought i was like okay they're just putting like a person that they maybe is going to come back again but when they're flying away leaving you have no reason to believe that ed's gonna remote control them back to pick them up you know so i kind of like how they do that at the end of the episode kind of like actually this one's sticking around which is nice because the first person that we saw them add to the bebop was ein Right. Then Faye and now Ed, and that's kind of it in terms of our crew. So now we have all five members of the Bebop, and it's it's exciting. Do you think that Ed looks like a gorillas? Yes. Ed looks just like one yeah, of the gorillas. I would be shocked if Ed wasn't some, some of, of the, the original art idea. style isn't inspired by Cowboy Bebop and, and Ed's character. Speaking of the gorillas, did you see that like Billy Eilish brought out the gorillas and the crowd was like silent because they're all twelve? At Coachella. But I feel like that's who likes the gorillas, even still. Maybe it's the But I guess of... the last couple things that they've done have kind of, like, yeah. come and went. Interesting. I like the gorillas. I was, like, a 13-year-old when the girl I was dating at the time was, like, this is the entire backstory of the gorillas. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> and then Noodle was missing, but they came back. <laughs> they drew him again. So is, are they a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> it's really I, I remember trying to explain the gorillas to somebody and I was like yeah so they're like a band but none of them are actually real it's all just like this one guy and then this other guy raps sometimes it's Blur it's yeah. uh, the band Blur it's Damon from Blur yeah something I've never listened to Blur do you like Blur. the gorillas? I, I, I like the gorillas like their popular songs I don't know if I like them that much I like two and a half of their albums okay mm-hmm. which half? the one that came out when we were in college the humans one I like some of the songs oh. off of that yeah I didn't listen to that one yeah well, I like, you can tell that we're just stuffed with stuff to talk about. I know, about I know. It's episode. hard because like, this episode is like exciting and it's fun, but there's it not that much episode. more stuff it to talk about episode. that happened. Yeah. I, you know what I can talk about? What I want to talk about at the beginning, we're just going to kind of copy yeah. paste it to the end here. Anime talk, if there's a place to do it, here's the sure. place. I'm watching a lot of seasonals this spring's anime season. I wanted to shout some of them out that were interesting to those who may be interested in what's happening right now in the anime world. Even though by the time the audience at large will hear this, it's I like know. a year from now. But still, like some stuff maybe... So the ones heard. I already talked about were Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 3 airing and Spy Family, which is getting an adaptation, which is airing right now as well. Both of those are fantastic. But I wanted to shout out a couple of lesser mainstream known titles that are kind of cool. There's one called Shikimori is not just a cutie. It's about a couple uh, where the mm, guy is I like love super Shikimori, right? The guy is like super clumsy, like super unlucky, and he's dating this like really cute, popular girl that like loves him and wants to just like protect him from all the stuff that's like gonna fall on him or like catch him from like falling down the stairs and stuff. Super cute, love it. Good side characters. I also started watching one called Birdie Wing Golf Girls Story, and that mm. is the gym of the season it's about this this street girl she comes from the streets and she doesn't play golf she and i quote hits balls with a stick for money 
she's about the streets. She's trying to earn a buck to keep her and her like uh, found family sisters and these little kids that they have in this bar safe. So she doesn't, she like imitates or like uh, fills in for actual golf pros like in tournaments so they like do better. She like disguises herself as them. But I have it on good authority that the direction this show is going is she's going to be challenged by somebody who's just as good as she is (laughs) and she's going to want to be a pro golfer herself. So if you're into golf or cute anime girls, this show might be for you. Steven, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast and anime was brought up for a second and they kind of had an anime. I don't know how hot of a take this is. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the take that anime is racist? Do you in know what this? way? Do you know this take? In the way that the heroes are often light-skinned, not squinty-eyed, and the villains are often dark-skinned, squinty-eyed. I disagree. I don't know anything about yeah. this. I just heard someone I think a like, lot kind of impassionately talk about it. I think specific examples. I think that there, in, there's been a history of a lot of racist stuff in anime in all media i don't think it's any worse in anime than it is in american cartoons i think it is worse in american cartoons in that time than oh sure yeah i just heard that and it i thought it was interesting food for thought and i'm sure that like well maybe it says more that people can deduce all Mm -hmm. of anime as like one thing when you don't really do you're not like oh looney tunes did a shit ton of fucked up (laughs) Asian yeah. racial stereotypes back in the day. Cartoons in general sure are racist, huh? Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes sense. But I I, I thought it was interesting yeah. and it was I'm sure that's that's happened in an anime before. But it says more about like the creators of a certain show or something than Yeah. Interesting. Well anything you wanna say last about jamming with Edward? Any any types of jam you wanna um, you wanna discuss I, before? I'm we... excited for the episode where we get Ed doing the wiggly arms. I think that happens in the next one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I saw it. I think it's the next episodes where we get the wiggly arm Ed. That's my favorite Ed. Cool. Well, yeah. we're going to we're gonna sign this one off. A little bit of a, a lighter week here on yeah. the Brokeback Bebop. But I still had fun. It was Just a really good Just some light episode. spotting. Interesting character. No, it's it's spotting no is putting flow. it lightly. It's, it's, <laughs> the flow is very heavy. <laughs> but the flow must now be... Uh, padded and plugged up as we sign off for this week of Brokeback Bebop. I don't know. It's like sticking your finger in a sink. I feel like maybe that's what thimbles are for. Oh. I never knew. I feel like maybe that's what thimbles are for. That's why girls have to make cotton swabs. Cotton cotton balls, I mean. Oh, sure. So do they go before or after the thimble? After. All right. (laughs) Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for (laughs) hanging out with us. This was a mess. I don't think there's any better way to end this than just saying, Wait, Zach, we didn't talk about our captains of the Bebop. Oh, shit. Yeah. God damn it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Ed. Yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) I mean, there's not really even... I kind of like the sad, droopy satellite a little bit. Yeah, I do too. But, The sad girl, emo satellite boy. But are you still there? I'm alone, so I draw alone. these pictures. That was what I was like uh, during recess in elementary school. <laughs> that is, I would sit by myself in the gym <laughs> during recess and wonder if anyone else like noticed how sad I was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys notice me? And they're like, no, we're playing Foursquare or whatever <laughs> the game was called. I wouldn't know because I didn't play it. <laughs> so that's the end. We've already signed off. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. She's back in a little while. 
listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!